ready. Sorry, I had to get my drink. <laughs> what? It's it's Angry Orchard Rosé Hard Cider. I'm being a basic bitch today. Did you pick Rosé because, like, you... Rose? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Look, I was as obsessed with roses before Utena. Yeah, they didn't start that shit. to Imagine Me and Utena, a revolutionary girl Utena podcast. I'm Panda, I'm your host, and I'm here with my co-host Alice. How you doing, Alice? I'm making it. Today we are here yet again to talk about fan fiction with our good friends Sen and Yasha from Empty Movement. Well, the Discord anyway. Yasha of Empty Movement. How you guys doing tonight? Doing good. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> Well, With Sen, it. it's about the middle of the day for you, isn't it? 11, so yes. Today we're here to talk about its arc image, is how you say that? Yeah. I have no idea. It's arc, it's arc image. image. There's actually an explanation of it um, above the chapters. They like, Jude like explains how to pronounce arc image and what the reference is. Oh, but I don't remember. <laughs> I can look it up. It's on my phone here. I have it pulled up in front of me. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, Sen, but Utena is kind of pretentious by nature, so... Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Let's avoid that, then. Okay, so... Arc Image is set after the end of the series, and, um... Does anyone else want to talk about what it's actually about? Because I did, I read some of it. I read two and a half chapters. Sweet. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I was, I almost, I was, I was determined I was going to read three, but then dinner got here. And so, well, that's how that happened. Yeah. Food is more important. It was, yes. it was Mexican food. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, I think I got up to chapter 10. Chapter 10. Sweet. And it's yeah. only uh, 13 chapters in an epilogue, so... You, well, you did good. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I should have read it years ago when... Because Jude used to post on the forum as uh, Tohubohu, I think. And Something like that. So, Arc was like this huge thing that, you know, hadn't gotten finished and... and literally took years for jude to write oh wow and everyone was cheering her on um and when it was finally finished it was like a huge celebration because so many people had been following it for so many years right oh. um yeah yeah so it was really cool and uh Archimage is considered one of the kind of defining fanfics of the of well i mean utina fanfic legend i guess <laughs> Sorry. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. I thought it was what I read was okay. Alice, what did you think? Um, I would say that my thoughts are my reactions mixed. 
I think that it does some things really, really well. Um, there's other things that actually be done well, but I like them. They're a little bit idiosyncratic to me, which we'll get to later. Um, I did definitely see why people... I will say that I could definitely see why people would, would follow this over time. Yeah. Um, you're being pretty balanced about it, and I really respect that. And I gotta say, I respect <laughs> you for finishing it. Um, because finishing something like this is such a huge, huge commitment. And... I'm really glad that she did, um, but I still don't like it. <laughs> and I mean, I never read it back then because I knew I wouldn't like it. And hmm. I didn't want to like piss on everyone's parade, right? So, no. But like, wouldn't you already do? But no, like, um, I have never liked these big sweeping ones because they, to me, seem to kind of miss the point of Utena, which is the personal story. Um, mm. And I can't get over the... Okay. I read this, like, last week, and I can't remember what happens in the beginning because it's just a bunch of, like, them going around the world and, and doing things and Utena being hurt and being in the hospital or not being in the hospital in flashbacks and... Yeah. Yeah, that was my main complaint is that I didn't actually mind a lot of like the quote unquote like the present day sections of the story, but when it would go back to the flashbacks to Uta in the hospital, I don't know, like I guess because like I don't read a lot of fan fiction, so like even though I knew that there were lines to delineate like a difference in like what was going on it's still like every time it would switch to hospital it was like a jarring switch mm -hmm. maybe i should have like put yeah. the text in different colors that might have helped me but it was uh i don't know and i also just wasn't really interested in the hospital scenes so it kind of yeah. threw you off though like yeah like yeah, dream sequence present sequence lingered on them like it just yeah. there was a lot of like i don't know I like if I had been writing that I would have written it differently because I wouldn't have lingered so long on the hospital stuff like I don't know it, it just hmm hmm that's, that's like my whole reaction <laughs> okay um so Sen have you read all of it Yes, I believe I read all of it with Alice, actually. No, okay, yeah. Not together, I mean. We both read all of it, so yeah. I, yeah, that was, gonna... that was gonna be my next question, is if Alice had read Y'all should sum the story up for us. Yeah. We could get together. I remember it. So, okay, so, Arbitch, uh, you, were you want to do it? Uh, I was, I thought we were going to talk about what I thought of it for a bit. And then oh, sure, yeah. Up. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> uh, I'm probably. I think Alice is a bit more terrible than I am, but it's kind of my reaction is always like, it's kind of similar. But to me, if Jackamon was boring, I found this one kind of offensive, actually. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Why? Like. Just... So like, Jackamon didn't really do anything with the characters, and I believe yeah. that um. 
Archimage went to, so if Dragon Man didn't do anything, it, it left on zero. Then Archimage went from from what main they did like an 180 basically in my opinion. That's just my opinion, but yeah. Huh. All right. Like, like how do you mean though? Um, because. <sighs> I mean, obviously, and I didn't read the whole thing, so we don't have the overview that you have. When you say the characters did 180, what do you mean? Like, did they... Were their personalities just not... not... Yeah, and like... It, it felt like a very unbalanced point of view. You could tell from Jackamot that he was trying to give everyone a bit of, um... A bit of sympathy, but a bit of, like, charity. A mm -hmm. bit of, um... Accountability, like... Shiori, Akio, even Akio, Shiori, Akio, and I, I think at Jack by one point he tried to make he tried to um, paint Arthi as as sort of a not so much a a victim, whereas in in Archimage, um, I believe Jude didn't really do that very well. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll get to it later, but I think for now we should do the synopsis. Okay. Yes. Alice. So, we start Archimage years after Otori with our heroes living apparently in Boston. Um, yeah. More of that uh, forced Americanism. Yeah, it, yeah that, 100%. This yeah. one tried a little harder to make it make sense, which I actually kind of appreciated, but it is still kind of a little weird. Basically, they're there because it was as far away as they could get from Otori. Because um, neither of them wanted to be anywhere near anywhere where Akio could sort of find them again because they don't want to deal with that anymore. Um, they are together now. They have a little apartment. They have a cat named um, Nanami. Nanami? Yes. Which I loved. <laughs> I loved that. That was awesome because that was cute, actually. actually comes up at one point, they call the cat Nanami in front of Toga, and he just like stops. <laughs> oh <laughs> Which my was god! A great moment. That was very good. Um, Nanami meets Nanami at one point, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. they do. They do. It's, it, that that part is perfect. Yeah. Um, Awkward. <laughs> but they're kind of just going through a life. Um, I don't remember what Anthony is doing, but um, Anthony's just kind of working. Utena is going to school. She has a, she actually has a basketball scholarship. They refer to what Anthe is doing as financial wizardry, and then sort of leave it at that. From from what yeah. I read, yeah. Well, she's also, so well. I do remember that Anthe has also worked as a. Anthe's also done like basically odd jobs and stuff, partially just so she can be doing. Um, it is explained later that they have they have like tons of money for a serious reason. But wait, Anthony is basically keeping both of them away from Akio because she doesn't want anything to do with them. Until one day, Utsuna sees the tower of Otori Academy in the in the skyline of Boston on her way home, and basically has a panic attack all the way home because. To be fair, that is kind of spooky. Um, yes. She gets home. They realize that they hid. They've hidden really well, but he's found them for one reason or another, and obviously they have to deal with that. 
they talk about running away. They decide not to because they're tired of sort of hiding, and maybe they should just go back and be with him, and he can never bother them anymore. They don't, don't, they, do... don't they, Alice, don't they make a lot of references to, like, being in other cities and having yes, this happen? Yeah. Kind of, they've, they've go, that's kind of why they're in Boston. They've, they've, they've kind of run several times before this point. Um, hmm. This is the longest they've been in one place. Hmm. They've been in, they've been in Boston for a couple of years. After that, there's a sort of, like, there's a long sequence of them basically trying to reconnect with all the old duelists. Some of which they can't find. Um, the main, the student council, they do find, and they've all grown up and moved on. Kind of, they don't actually remember anything. They remember Anthony, and uh, I think they remember Utena, but they don't really remember anything about the duels. Or if they do remember anything, they kind of think it was just. Like they have vague memories they think are dreams or maybe something they read or something like very, very vague. Was it this so one? To Jack was yeah. it this one or Jack I think it was this one where Sionji literally says something about being on drugs that entire year or something. Yeah. <laughs> what? He jokes about he, he yeah. yeah, well it ends up being that he he wasn't really it's just something he says because Okay, I'll I'll get to him. What okay. they're doing in order. No, not in order. Toga is basically a businessman. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's fair, fair enough. Um, uh, see, okay, okay. No, 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 no. Because um, <laughs> in After the Revolution, Saito has him as an art dealer, and I think that is just like Italian chef kissing perfect. I swear yeah, to God. Yeah, that is, that is really good. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> yeah, go on. Yeah, I do like that. Sioji apparently not only has kind of broken up with Toga, but when, joined the JSDF as a pilot. Oh, sweet. Sure. Um, there's, and there's married nothing... Keiko. Yeah, and married Keiko. And they have a very bad Excuse me? <laughs> They're the shittiest relationship ever. Excuse me? And Keiko is still obsessed with Toga and says that the baby she's carrying is Toga's baby, even Excuse though it's... Excuse me? <laughs> Keiko is... In this, in this story, Keiko is kind of nuts. And oh she thinks that God. her kid is Toga. It is debatable <laughs> whether they have ever had any kind of Congress that would have resulted in such a baby, or if she's just saying that to get to Seonji because they kind of hate each other. Um, Seonji is very different. He's a lot less like <laughs> aggressive and a lot more like God, I don't Military even know how like. Disciplines. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm having. Really... If you know I'm, Mass Effect, I'm it's going to a moment here. Said. What? what? Yes. Hush. Hush. I'm okay. still recovering. <laughs> why, why are you laughing? I just like I didn't. Of all the things you didn't that even I got to the best part yet. Of well, all the things that I expected <laughs> to hear, Seonji being married to Keiko was never even near that list. <laughs> you haven't even heard the best part of that yet. Okay, come on, hit me. The only reason they are together is because they were basically because they were both rejected. They felt both like they were rejected by Toga. And Keiko is convinced that Seoji is still figuring out a way to sleep with Toga. And when Utena calls him and he answers, like Keiko accuses him of being on the phone with Toga. <laughs> it's you it's literally exactly like that Jake from State Farm commercial. Yes, it is literally the Jake from State Farm commercial. I will give. Who has also give, like? 
I will give the story this credit, this this credit, in this inherently kind of that silly situation. The scene where she calls to she calls Seonji to see if he remembers anything is actually really fucked up to read. It is funny to describe and it's not funny to read because it is kind of really uncomfortable. Sin, what were you yeah. gonna say? Yeah, but this is kind of like the plot of them. Um, have you guys listened to Smooth Criminal by Michael Jackson? Yes, of course. <laughs> yes. Look, you I remember how the he got Alien and Farm version? Fuck you. Oh, really? That was punk. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys know of, like, there was this fan letter that this lady sent a fan letter to Michael Jackson claiming that she was she had his child, Michael Jackson's child. Do you remember that whole fiasco? Uh, I was probably I a baby. Yeah. That's yeah. Oh. That happens, and you know that just Honestly, that just kind of reminds me of the whole Billie situation. Billy Jean that you're talking about, and not Billy not, Jean. Yeah, Billy Jean. Isn't that Michael Jackson? Yes, that's the name no, of the like, song, Billy Jean. Oh, Billie Jean. oh, okay, okay, never mind. So, not me. I can never say her name right. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, I've literally never said her name right, but hey, wait a second is... here. Because um, actually, I've noticed that uh, people who live in the South all say it that way. I say Whenever. it the way that I hear it in the anime, in the English I think dub. you guys hear it differently. I really do. Because it's kind of amazing. I don't know what it is. Mm. But either way, it's not a big deal. Yeah. She is, um, she's, she was a student, and she is basically doing her grand tour, um, and she's ba- she's having a, she has a great life, um, and it's just kind of globe trotting. She's the only one who's doing awesome. If this were um, written in 2018, Naname would have a banging Instagram. I was about to say, <laughs> like the whole time I was reading it, I was thinking Naname definitely has an Instagram. <laughs> um, <laughs> she definitely yeah. does vlogs, and they're like they're definitely super popular. Um, jury is actually a police detective. Hmm. In Chicago, right? Uh, well, she's no, she's a police detective with in Japan. She is in the United States for a conference, basically. Oh, oh, okay, okay, and, thank God. Yeah, she's in the she's there like temporarily for some work stuff for a conference thing, and that's why. Like she happens, that's why she's in the country when they get in touch with her, and she comes and visits them. Um, oh, who am I also missing? Uh, Mickey. Mickey is a teacher in England. Oh, is he a teacher? I thought he was still doing his degree. No, I'm pretty sure is he's he... a teacher. No, he's a teacher in Jackamot, but he's still doing his degree in um. That might be. Well, I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know he has like. Like fake Toga for a boyfriend now. Yeah, he, he, oh, yeah. he has a boyfriend <laughs> who he obviously likes a lot, but almost immediately you can tell is probably not a great person. What was up with yes. that? I got far enough to where that character made an appearance, but not far enough to know anything else about this character. We can get um, to that later, actually. Okay. Yeah, as yeah. far as I read, it kind of goes nowhere. Okay. Well, yes. it doesn't go nowhere. But... It doesn't the character's name is Robert Denver, by the way. Robert, Robert Denver. Denver. Yeah. All right. Interesting. So, but they're getting them all together. They're trying to figure out if their memories have returned, if anything is changing with them. 
Um, doesn't one of them? Uh, I can't remember. Doesn't doesn't one of them get all pissy? Like I remember everything. Yes, kind of. I know Toga does that, but I don't think it's Toga I'm thinking of. I want to say it's Jury, who's like, I remember everything. You don't need to tell me shit. Yeah, I think it is Juryitis. Yeah. yeah. This um, honestly, the the story shows a lot of signs of Juryitis. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, what the hell else are you gonna call it? Itis inflame inflammation. Yes. Inflammation of the jury. <laughs> yes. Well, it it just like. <laughs> She's like the coolest one, and she does all the coolest stuff. And she, she's, her and Utna have this little flirty thing. And at one point in the chapter, I was just reading, um, Utna puts her arm around Jury's waist to support her after something happens, and she like lingers on the idea of, of oh, I left my arm around her waist too long, kind of. Oh, thing. absolutely. She, yeah. As a caveat, like in Archimage. Jury and Utsuda have the major hots for each other the whole time. Like, uh, I'm fine with Utsuda it. Utsuda wants to do the do with Jury from literally the moment, the minute she meets her again. You know what? Honestly, I don't really mind that on its own. I just, alongside with Jury being the coolest and the best and everything, and the this, that, and the other, and everybody wants to fuck her. And it's like, it's just like, please stop with this. Like,. <laughs> <laughs> because when stories do that, they never present her as a character that has any flaws whatsoever. Mm. Like, there's minor things, maybe, but uh, generally speaking, I find it just really tedious. Which, and this is something I knew was going to be an arc image because I'd heard people talk about it, and that's part of the reason I didn't read it. Because that really annoys me, and I, I just knew that I wouldn't like it. So I get you. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, the story to... has juryitis. Yeah. Back to Alice. Yes. So, yes. once they've gathered everyone together, Utena is trying to convince them to go back with her to figure out if um, Akio is restarting the duels. Because in this, it's been, like, the idea that Akio has been doing this for a long time, and, like, he is restarted again with a new Rose Bride which takes them all a little bit by surprise because it was like, surely that's not how it could work. And Anthony's like, oh, no, we've done it that way before. Um, which mm -hmm. is weird. And also, like, never really explained a lot, but also I'm okay with it not being explained. That that whole idea kind of falls by the wayside a little bit. Um, and so they do go back, but they have to sort of, this is where it gets weird. Stupid? They, I wouldn't say stupid. <laughs> stupid like it's just uh, well i mean okay th that's really uncharitable of me um it, it's, it's like the, the, okay so like the difference okay one of the things with both these stories like that we talked about jack or and archivage is that they are both really really trying to be this sort of what they think is elevated and they're also really really trying to be kind of mythic in their scale and scope yes and this is where Archimage legitimately, literally tries to do a Descent into Hell Campbell style straight out of the Aeneid. And yeah. I understand why that was there. I understand the impulse, but it does not work very well. It's badly explained and kind of feels like eye rolling. 
yeah, honestly, like, yeah. I, I try to be really charitable, especially because I'm going to talk about the things I do like in the story. Yeah. I love songs. And yeah, it's, wait, it's wait, kind wait, of wait, 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 wait. Um, what was that big rustling? Whoever did that, don't do that again. That sucked. <laughs> it was not me. It wasn't me. I think it was Zen. Zen. Oh. Sorry about that. So they they managed, they're basically getting into Otori's back door because Otori in this story is a pocket universe that Akio controls everything about. And but he can also like project out of it. Yeah. So yeah. like it's his pocket universe that's not entirely separated from our world. It's more like you know how like a bubble is exists on the surface of the water, but is also we kind of think of it as being part of the water and made of water. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like that. It's it's both apart from the world, but also kind of connected to it. Um, yeah. And so yeah, he can reach out of it to sort of influence the world in subtle and sometimes not subtle ways. But even that's kind of limited. Like. He, there's only so much he can do. Um, Honestly, one of the one of the touches that I I really liked about Archimage was um, at one point they mentioned that the first signs that Akio has found them is usually that they see the car somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. that is the continuing thing of the car, and some like it's also in Boston. It's also kind of hinted that at least once Usuna or Usuna has like quote-unquote seen the car and it wasn't actually there mm-hmm. or it's like debatable if it was there or if it was just her freaking out i actually um, really liked that like yeah i did too i thought that was a good touch yeah mm-hmm. so they get there it, they get there and they're right he has restarted the game the whole the duels this time with a whole new cast of ocs which i'm from the notes i'm assuming that Sin was just as unimpressed as I was. This was like uh, this was like in the last season of Glee when all the main characters had left high school, and so they introduced an all new class of characters. Except they also kept the old characters around too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, there's the also Glee is bad. So. Glee is very line. bad. Never watch Glee if you only learn <laughs> one thing from this podcast. Nice. <laughs> as far as the the OC thing goes, this is the kind of thing that gives OCs a bad name. Um, this and Jacquemart both do not handle them very well at all. They're the OCs are all like, well, in Jacquemart at least, they're like edgy AF. Like, <laughs> they're they're but, not edgy in this, but they're not good. No, I as far as I got, they were pretty boring. Yes. Yeah, I mean, they have the, that was the thing. They have stuff going on that could have been interesting. If you're going to have OC characters like this, you're going to have characters like this in the story and introduce a whole like ensemble. You either need to make them all very interesting and give me a very good reason to be interested in them, or you need to side, or you need to keep them in the background. Yeah, as, like to sideline them. Yeah, and. The Archimedes can't figure out which of those to do. There's because it has some cool stuff in mm-hmm. there. Mm. There are some interesting dynamics that are made not interesting by the fact that like we have the story we were actually reading has been basically paused to get us into another story really ru- in a really rushed way that we are kind of don't have the 
energy for it right now. Yeah, like I okay, after the whole descent into hell thing, I got to say I was like really skeptical about the rest of the story because um I mean they changed into animals at one point. <laughs> Please oh, elaborate. <laughs> Alice, you elaborate because I can't I can't with this. Jury was a dog with orange ears. I can't remember what they all become actually. So Jury's a bitch. Zing. Yes. <laughs> and like I don't know what happened to Nanami during this. Like I didn't really get what was going on with Nanami, but Miki turned into a bird. Sayonji turned into a stag. Utina turned into a horse and Anthe was riding her at one point. Which I was like, whoa. Okay. <laughs> Did you really want to go there? Yeah. <laughs> Vaughn is saying that's their Patronus. I understand what that <laughs> whole sequence is trying to do. It's just trying to do it in the most ham-fisted way possible. But then immediately after that sequence, we go into, like, Otori dynamics. Yeah. Like, yeah. like we just, like, car crash directly into the Otori dynamics. So... Then, it's like, like those are two different you have, a bunch of, you have a bunch of adults wandering the school trying to figure out what to do where like and it's just sort of the, underscoring the fact that Otori is not a tool and it is very much like kind of this ghost place um what Wakaba's up there yeah and she, she has an age today aww now yeah, I'm sad guess who the prince is guess who the prince is I can't remember. The prince. Guess who she's engaged to, you mean? Yeah, yeah I guess who it is. Don't I don't remember. Me. I don't know if I found out. You have to at least of an try uh, I'm going to go with Toga. Because <laughs> <laughs> Toga's not as bad as this part of it. Okay, okay. I mean, he's still um, faster, but like, he's a lot less, Toga in this story is a lot less malevolent. Um, not that he's not completely not malevolent. He's just less so. Yeah. Yeah, he has less dignity. Lots no dignity at all. I I don't know. Toga's a hard character to portray correctly, so but when yeah, people it, get him wrong, I don't really blame them for it exactly. Yeah. But at the same time it's really disappointing to see. Yeah, it's Akio. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like, yeah, Utena has the exact same response. To have a strong story, you you can't have villains that are, you know, just pushovers or ineffectual. They it, you have to have strong villains to have a good story. Otherwise, who gives a fuck about what your heroes are doing? Mm. Like, I'm just sad about Wakaba. Yeah, like I mean, there's very much. Okay, you like, gotta, I missed. Uh, like, I completely missed. Who is who is Wakaba engaged to? Just tell us. Akio. Really? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> because, I mean, let's be real. <sighs> Why is she engaged to Akio? She's engaged to Akio because Akio knew that eventually he could come back and that would hurt her. Aww. I mean, yeah, so yeah, it's 100% just like, like, I mean, that's the impression that I got. Is that, that yeah, that's... like, it, it's, it, it was intended to just fuck with Utena and also. Okay, I need another drink. Yeah, I would agree to that. <laughs> yeah. You need to go pee? No, she's getting another drink. Oh, okay. Okay. I wish women's I in the fluids. Women be drinking. <laughs> I wish I had one, but sadly, I cannot buy alcohol anywhere. 
driver's license is expired. No, oh. you need to fix that. We can edit this out, don't we? Can't oh, we? Yeah, it? yeah, totally. Great. Okay, but you That's can't edit good. this part out because yeah. I, I just want to announce that my my drink wise, uh, Theo and I are being the most basic of bitches today. I've got the rose cider, and she's That's got the one. pumpkin spice beer. So. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the story makes purposes. me wish that I could have my old uh, um, Ole Miss Law School special, <laughs> which is literally just like vodka and was okay. So I would it, it would be impossible for me to go to the grocery store during game weeks. So I would all I would have in the house would be vodka and um, Earl Grey tea. And that nice, uh, nice. It's terrible, but it works. Uh, okay, you know what? I actually got an Earl Grey tea. Um, not a not a vodka, but what what was it? An Earl Grey tea liquor, an Earl Grey tea. Yep. It was a vodka base, but they actually yeah. used Earl Grey for it. It was really good. Yeah, it's the bourbon. All that right, I gross. have a drink. I can continue with this now. Watch as I to Akio. I can't. No, that's this not is, okay. After that, like the story gets really hard. Um, they 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 talk a lot about how they need to stop it, but. Because, again, the, we have done the descent to hell, and this is hell now, um, figuratively, and kind of literally, because there's very much a, like, a half half hell and half, like, fairy underground, like, underhill. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's a little limbo, is, actually. Each of them is sort of, like, tempted and turned. They do that, they do that, like, Jude does that over and over, um, with them being, like, tested one by one during the descent to hell and then tempted one by one in the story like after the descent to hell like i don't know i think maybe that's because of the structure of the show itself because yes. it, it kind of goes through like that but i don't think it works quite as well in in like written form i think it yes. was it, on the surface it's a really good idea i, I think that it was a good idea to try to do that I'm just not sure that it was something you could really do as many times as she does it in a row. Because it very much is in a row. Like, the, there's an initial test of Luthan trying to get in contact with them. Then there's the second test of the passage. There's the third test of the actual school. Well, like, I mean, taking into account sister. taking into account that we are also reading this all at once. And, like, this would have been coming yeah. out over, like, a, a pretty long period of time. So you God, wouldn't. How long was it? Like ten years? If you were keeping up with it while it was coming out, you wouldn't necessarily be getting those repeated sequences as much as we are, like trying yeah. to read it all in one go. Not saying that that makes it any better, but just that. No, it, it's no, an that's inherent a really problem. good point, though. It's an it's, it's an really inherent good. problem in serial fiction. Yeah. Um. And yeah. Also, um, Mickey's boyfriend shows back up. Really? Robert, yay, Robert Denver. Yeah. So Mickey's boyfriend, um I'm gonna change my name in the Discord to Robert Denver. <laughs> Mickey's <laughs> boyfriend <laughs> was has <laughs> been working for Akio the whole time. Oh, I'm so shocked. Yeah. <laughs> one of the first things he always, said was about the end of the world and driving a car to it. Like, duh, he's yeah. working for Akio. Like, what the fuck, yeah. man? And yeah. then they, they, they beat the shit out of him. And also to be fair, that's a literature reference. 
still. No, he just, like, just make a literature reference. Yeah. He makes a lot of literature references. And oh, he's are, so pretentious. Look, I've been re- I, I'm I'm going to be very charitable, but this was the worst part. There are other things that I hated, but the part of it that was the 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 most irredeemable was his constant terrible literary references. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but like, and I understand that he was supposed to come across as an edge lord, but I hated it. Uh, yeah, I, as if we can get this character, I wanted to beat this character up so badly. He was so annoying. I don't even <laughs> know what the point of it. It was just, oh my god. Uh, I hated him. Shove him, so him in a much. locker. He's a, he's a I know. Nerd. Oh god. Do you remember uh, what chapter they do that in? Because I want to remember what he's actually quoting. It's past ten because I read it. I read up to ten and I didn't get that far. So it's 11, 12, or 13. Is his name Denver? Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, Robert Denver. (sighs) I'm sorry. That's a big sigh. That's no. (laughs) I have to go back. I've got to look. I've got to know. I've got to remember what exactly he's doing. Oh, by the way, he he refers to Mickey as Mick, which is terrible. Mm, Don't like that. which Mickey doesn't seem to like all that much, but he's Why too busy. Why is he busy. calling it hey. Mick? Isn't that uh, like, isn't that like, like classist slang for an Irishman? I what? think it's, <laughs> I, I yeah. think you're right. It's because he's being a dick, babe. Oh. Uh, Mickey bad. also quotes. Oh, he yeah. Here, we go. um, would you like some of what he does? Yes. Robert lolled indolently. First off, pause. Savor that. He lolled indolently. On a wall near a back entrance to the main building, you watch Seonji and then, what's her name? And I mean, Mini, pass by and softly recited. Stop me if you've heard of this one before. Regions of sorrow, doleful shades, where peace and rest can never dwell. Hope never comes that comes to all. What though the field be lost, all is not lost, the inconquerable will. And study of revenge, immortal hate, and courage never to submit or yield, and what is else not to be overcome? Mickey saw him there, and began to steer a course far around him, but added, The mind is its own place, and in itself can make a heaven of hell, a heaven, a hell of heaven. Yes, there is lots of Milton in this story. Oh my god. Uh, well, I mean, Milton is like... Is more like, Milton uh, after that. It's... Thematically, it's appropriate. It feels a bit heavy-handed. There's also... There's also some from... Frankenstein, which Mickey quotes at him. And then they have this exchange. Mickey says silent, regarding Robert's serious and somewhat confused face. At last, Robert said... You say that as though I should recognize it. What is that from? Mickey looked bored. It's Shelly. Robert looked blank and then said, That's not Shelly. Mickey arched one eyebrow and sighed. Mary Shelly. You know, Robert, you're not a half, as half well read as you pretend to be. Which is, uh-huh. I will admit, was for me kind of hilarious. It turned this scene <laughs> into a great farce. Yeah. It's dumb, I, I that. but there, that, that bit almost redeems it. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. 
but yeah, the, there's lots of Milton in here. That was weird. Okay, but I have one problem with that sequence. I have Mary one. Shelley is by definitely... far the better known author. By far. Well, she's. That depends on like when you say author, what you're talking about. It's like, I mean, she's not better known like as far as like in Hellenic circles, because she didn't really do that much poetry, did she? Well, no, but I mean, like as far as the uh, sheer amount of people knowing her story yeah, that's like as far she, as like in the popular imagination mary Sh yeah mary Sh like how can you not recognize frankenstein i thought everybody had read it i mean i read it in school yeah like, i i mean i i read it i would not have recognized I anything read it. It, but that's I have because it, but I, haven't read it. I read it a long time ago i haven't read it which i probably should i have it in both physical book and in audiobook so i have no excuse of course, he's <laughs> kind of lame. Also, this is my this is not the official position of the podcast. I think Percy Shelley's poetry is kind of lame. <laughs> yeah, Percy Shelley's kind of lame. Hey, I'm really, I'm really more of a Baudelaire girl myself. Look, Lord of those of the, those three, the only one Lord Byron. It's not because he's good. I wrote a paper on Lord Byron once. Anyway, maybe that <laughs> part. Give oh give me back. And anyway, Byron. you know what? Now we're now we're like. Denver has infected us because now we're sh quoting shitty literature. Like, come on. Whoa, Shit. galaxy oh, brain. God. Yeah. Okay, let's not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so. So it's bad, and and Robert Denver is a bad character. Yeah, I think so he's like, like a walking plot device. Yeah, the like, last he's bit just there to spill references. I need to like, know oh. how this ends. <laughs> Someone hey, help oh, me, please! Oh, we, we, missed, we missed the part that I hate most. Which part? We just skipped right over Which it. Which part? Kose's hair is white. Oh what? yeah. Eh. Oh, yes. Okay. Because she's the new she's the new Rose Bride. What? No, no, she's no, 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 <laughs> yes, are you really want to say that though? This are you is really gonna to break me. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> if you've read Yasha's stories, you would know. Just say. Hey, shut up. I like okay. it. I'll shut up. I'll shut up. me with the end, Sim, because like the ending is yeah. really rushed and confusing. I, I know. Ugh. I have no I'm idea. I'm not sure how to summarize it. I kind of, like, there's some parts I did like, though, but, like... <sighs> yeah, there okay. there are some set pieces in there that are pretty good. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, before the, um... This, how does this end up? Like, we know Shiori's, like, because I got to the part where they just found out that Shiori was the Rose Bride. And Shiori didn't remember Jury at first, and then she suddenly did. And then I stopped reading because I didn't care. <laughs> oh, That's sad. <laughs> what? <laughs> it just... It, I don't know the whole Shiori jury thing. Like, okay, if it's written well, then yeah, that's great. But it if dope. it's just kind of like doing the the jury strong noble lesbian thing and Shiori weak craven like Hoppy. you always left me behind kind of person, then like why? <laughs> like that's pretty much it actually. Yeah. Really, why? Well, like, well, at that point, it's just literally like, like emotional masturbation. <laughs> Yay! I identify with jury, so I'm just gonna Jill right the fuck off. 
and just write her as this amazing character. Oh God, I'm edging. Counterpoint. <laughs> Maybe that's okay. <laughs> Maybe no. if people want to do it, it's fine. I'm not okay, saying yeah. it means that it's say, good. Say just, you really oh, have but, to say but, people if you, people want to do it, and that's fine. Right after she just said like something about edging did you really have to phrase it that way well you know <laughs> hey if somebody wants to jerk off that's cool i don't mind but do it where i can't see you <laughs> that okay that is not fair you're the purveyor of this entire fandom if anyone's gonna I'm... do something in this fandom you're inevitably gonna find out about it <laughs> i was gonna say i mean you did you did just like on air in a recording say the word I'm edging, so I feel like <laughs> you probably should have said that before. Yeah, but shit, you should expect that shit from me by now. Come on now. I was not surprised. <laughs> uh, so, and anyway, uh, I'm not. I'm not the source of most of the terrible masturbatory content on Empty Movement. That that is Giovanna. No, I just meant that you <laughs> basically, if something happens in this fandom, you're gonna hear about it one way or another. Well, yeah. That's true. So I feel like it's not fair to say, don't do it where I can see it when you see everything. I know. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's fine. That was my main, uh, that was my main beef right there. However, by the time that this chapter came out in Archimage, it had a huge, huge audience. Yeah. So I don't know. I I just, I just really object to, to authors that don't have any restraint in what they're doing. Like, yeah, some things are really emotionally satisfying to write, but that doesn't mean, that doesn't make them good. You know what I mean? Okay. So you have to have that discernment to be able to tell when you're just indulging your emotions and when you are actually doing something worthy of people reading it. So... Mm. There is, so it really bothers me because it, it really is just putting in time at that point. And it really is just reading somebody's jerk-off fantasy about how jury is great. And 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 it happens so often with jury and I'm getting, I get mad. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, like I said, that was the point where I stopped reading. So what happens after that? Basically, they end up confronting Akio... Um, and I'm really a lot of stuff happens, but it is impossible to summarize. They finally confront Akio, and Anthe does the whole apotheosis thing, but only so that she can give up all of her mystical whatever by destroying the sort of Dios, which she says that she made for him. So what you're saying is she reverse Manthes. <laughs> yeah, she just she destroys the sword, which kind of as well as kind of destroying his power because it's wrapped up in her and the sword, but only and in doing so destroys her like basically gives up all of her own power and kind of goes back to being mortal. I mean, she's been manthing up to that point. Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah. she's very much been a po- full apotheosis and the mysterious. It, I feel like it was done a little more especially in the beginning than Jack Mark did but it is still definitely what she's doing I kind yes. of object to the whole like 
Anthe as mysterious, powerful agent of of plotness. Like, <laughs> well, because it it just seems to subsume her personality. I feel yeah. like the show covers that yeah. idea of Anthe pretty thoroughly. Yeah, like Anthe. Not the point of a character. Yeah, but it, it just it doesn't leave room for who Anthe is and her personal conflicts. You know what I mean? Like she's yes. just. She's too busy being mysterious. It feels like if you bring her back to being like the mysterious entity of power, like you're just, you're resetting all of the character growth that happened at the end of the series. Like you're kind mm -hmm. of ignoring the growth that she made in order to like put her back into the archetype that she was before, but that's not who she is anymore. You're we kind of talked about this. Is. We kind of talked about this with Jackamar yeah. because yeah, we yeah, were yeah. talking about how people just kind of like elide over yeah. the end of the yeah. series in order to write their fanfics, and this was very much from that time also. But I gotta say, because of the span of years that it covered, that is an idea that should have evolved. Like that's that's an idea that should have evolved along with the ideas of the fandom, and it didn't. So. Yeah. I, I'm looking yes. a little more critically on that than than I did with Jackamart. There's there is an epilogue where everybody kind of gets very brief, sort of like being kind of finally free from the curse of Notori. There's also a little bit about there's a little scene towards the end where Utsuna and Anthea are having tea, and they do make a reference to having tea in 10 years which Aww. despite myself i did kind of yeah i like that as well about. um yeah anthony jokes with her that the tea was in fact poison but this is, it's, <laughs> i it, love it it's doxa which she claims to not remember what language it's from so doxa is, is greek for to appear to seem to think or to accept and it's a word kind of basically meaning something to a common belief or a popular opinion. What she's basically saying is that the poison was the illusion of, if I'm reading this correctly, she's it's she's saying that the, the poison, quote-unquote, was, was Uthuna's own illusions about Anthony. Hmm. Okay, which, that is cute. That is, that is, is cute. cute. And if I'm reading this correctly, it is actually and then Anthe reveals, oh yeah, I'm also dying. She's like, what? I mean, I'm not dying at the same rate you are, but... It's <laughs> <laughs> very Anthe. pretty great, and that was actually very Anthe. It's like, age is interesting. I think I'll enjoy it. Implying that, yeah, she's 100% more. Anthe just became so... the doctor from Arrested Development. <laughs> yeah, basically. Okay, well, that was interesting. Summing up. Summing up. What the yes. hell was everybody's thoughts about this? Like, mm. just in general. I thought it had some interesting ideas. Yeah. It's a jack lot, but... Jude's writing, I find it kind of uneven. Like, there's a lot of really high-flown references in it, but it but the text doesn't really live up to that. Like, the, the actual prose itself doesn't live up to that. Yeah, like, I I finally met my match for pretentious purple bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And I did not think that was ever going to happen, but I did it. Um, 
the difference between us is that I'm I run with that that weird pretentious bullshit tone the entire way through, just berserk that shit all the way. But uh, this doesn't. It it goes between that and very very prosaic like tone very very quickly. <laughs> I was just gonna say that we. I guess we do this the traditional like things that are good first and then more egregious and then the egregious things. All right, all right. So good stuff. What what did we like about this? The first three chapters are have are mostly pretty great. They're all right, yeah. Especially the first two chapters, wherein the stuff we get the stuff about the development of Anthony and Newton's relationship, which actually I really liked. The dynamic yeah, like, between them uh, when they're living in Boston is actually really good and mostly believable and also just kind of heartwarming, I guess. I liked that too. I also liked, even though I didn't think this was handled very well, I liked that um, Anthony being engaged to Miki and Kozue's dad was brought back. Oh yeah, yeah, I did like oh, that. Like, I didn't know that, I don't think that it was handled as well as I might have liked, but just the fact that it was there made me kind of laugh. I, yeah, I enjoyed it, it. Yeah, because that's something nobody ever brings up. Like, it's such, it's so strange. It yeah. was good. Like, I feel like it was good to bring it up because, like, you know, that that is definitely a thing that happened that nobody forgot happened. And, yeah. Like, you know, if you're going to have a thing, a whole secret where they convinced Mickey that he didn't dream at all, it very much happened, and he's in the middle of him having a very bad emotional moment, and he he demands to know everything that he forgot or didn't know, it's a good time to bring it up. Yep. But like, I is. saw that moment Absolutely. as, like, literal. Like, I saw that as, like, something like, he saw Anthony as a bit like, of a maternal figure or something like that, so, I don't know. Like, the Auntie being literally Miki's stepmom was a bit on the nose. I don't know. I just don't like that interpretation, personally. Ah, oh, that's fair. Like, yeah. to be honest, I, I do interpret it as Anthe playing the role of Miki's stepmom because I like the idea that they can reach out from Otori at times and affect the real world. So, I, a, I do. Yeah. That's a, what I, I think. <laughs> If you say it as Anthe as a stepmom, you're saying you're giving more Anthe more development. If you say it's Aunt Miki seeing Anthe as his stepmom, you're giving Miki more development. So yeah, and I want to give Miki more development because he doesn't get as much as he needs to in the series. I feel so. <laughs> um, yeah, he is softy. <laughs> there's also like even in, even in elements that don't really work very well. There's like for instance the jury Utena thing. Even though the way that that works out is not really great, if if you do, if you take some of those conversations, completely divorce them from the story and just look at them on their own, they are incredibly enjoyable. That's fair. That's like, fair. Like that's actually throughout most of the fic until we get to Otori, most of the banter and conversations in this story are great. I agree. Yeah, I love that shit. Yeah, I like that. Um, I actually. I actually kind of liked, not super, like, I, I'm, I'm not going to stand it, but I liked Seonji's depiction early on in the story. Mm -hmm. Like, I liked because the Seonji after Otori is, like, 
eventually his relationship with Akio, I mean, uh, Toga reaches a head where, like, he he is trying, he, he is genuinely kind of tried to become a diff, like, grow up, and that made him kind of less malleable for Toga, and mm-hmm. so Toga kind of dumps him. Which, yeah. Which, yeah, he would. Yeah, which he probably would if, if Sayoji stopped being um, even his even his marriage to Keiko, as ridiculous as weird as that is. Oh boy! If it had been anyone else, and that had been their sort of thing, is they kind of basically got married out of spite because they had both been rejected. If it had not been Keiko, just like anyone else, it would have actually been a pretty good element. Because to be honest. I like the Sanji Keiko marriage thing because I could see that happening because both of them had their heads so far up their asses that they would do something like that. I can see but... it happening. I just didn't anticipate it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. But I don't think that it was handled as well as it could have been. Um yeah. it could it, like I I, pro- I, can't... I wish it had gone somewhere. Yeah. I've just got to interject though. Green and yellow. Green and yellow win. I still think um, that, um, actually there was a bit of a moment when Sayonji and Nanami were like, you know, I, that's, yeah. I kind of saw that. Yeah, I got that was, feeling from what I read. Yeah. The beginning of that whole relationship, like the beginning stages of us learning about that relationship are really well done. Like when she calls Sayonji, and like she, so she calls him, and Toga and his wife have a fight, or really more, it is Keiko going apeshit on him, and Sayonji being very quiet and it is it is actually viscerally painful yeah like it is it is so uncomfortable it is really well done Mm -hmm. like a little too well done i'm a little i was like i I that and stopping at the end of that scene thinking wow yikes i really hope you've never had a phone call before (laughs) because it feels like you've definitely had that phone like you've been on the other end of that phone call before that would suck i'm really sorry yeah like the whole thing where she's obsessed with the the idea that is secretly with Toga the whole time, and she Toga and and Seonji is sort of like kind of believes her, a little half and half believes her about and like oh my god, the one thing about this is Toga's baby because you're not a man you're not man enough to to be a father anyway or whatever the fuck she said I was just like oh my god ouch. Yeah, that and like, actually, Sick burn. I was I was really interested yeah. in the fact that like that Archimage makes older Seoji almost decent. He's not a good person, but he is not a raging asshole. Like he's trying. He is trying really hard, and he's not. He gets, very he good gets at that it. you tried star with the you tried and common sense <laughs> slightly off. <laughs> I kind of like that he's trying really hard and he's still bad at it, but you could tell that he's actually learned some things. And that was that was kind of interesting to see. Like he he manages, even though he's prickly and doesn't like most of the people when they all kind of when they eventually get together, mm-hmm. he tends to want to like he genuinely wants to just like he doesn't want to spar with anyone. He doesn't want to fight. He really just wants to talk because he actually is can be an adult for five minutes which is funny because like it's toga that it, it's it's actually toga that has the one, one that like consistently gets in the way of him being an adult 
Like when he meets yeah. when he meets them to try and talk because they need to know what he knows, and he wants to understand why he has these these memories he doesn't really understand. It's Toga that shows up to basically cockblock that. And yeah. I liked that. That was actually really yeah. good. It fits their it fits their dynamic where Toga kind of keeps Seoji on a on a kind of on a leash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That was yes. that was a good Toga moment, but I think it was the only good Toga moment. Um, yeah, it, I was as I a had Toga hopes. connoisseur. <laughs> <laughs> as a Toga connoisseur, I was really neutral about this. Like he wasn't terribly written, but he wasn't really very well written either. He had his moments like like cock blocking Sionji, which were very in character, but then also like. He was written very generically. Yeah, like, uh, like he had, he, early on there. Early on, I had high hopes because I felt like, yeah, okay, this, this he, she's gonna get, she gets it. But mm-hmm. then he just kind of he get he goes he gets he becomes a flat character really quickly. That was that was super disappointing. Do you, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Do you remember that scene of like Anfi like um being. Anfi, what was it? Anfi intimidating Toga that scene. Yeah, before? she like manthes out metaphysically at him. <laughs> what did you think of it? I'm actually really curious. You know what? I really didn't like that. I really yeah. didn't like that scene because, for one, that doesn't seem to me like anything Anthe would do. Like, I mean, she's sitting there in, and just like metaphysically looming over Toga and like showing her power and things and, and Toga gets all scared and leaves. And I was just like, uh... <laughs> Anthony wouldn't do that. And, and if and Toga does not show fear, okay? He's afraid all the time. He doesn't show it. He covers that shit. He's got that on lock. Like, so if he's afraid of something, he's just gonna stone face. There is like, one point where he shows fear in Archimage, and I kind of believed it. I thought it was okay. Which point? When they say the cat's name is Nanami, and he has that reaction for a split second where he is like, okay, what yeah, actual fuck. Yeah, that I was can see great. That. The, the other moment of fear was just not very, like, I didn't think it was in character for either Anthe or Toga, so I didn't, it was just kind of like, and that was it anyway you were gonna say i was just gonna say like which sucks because like that scene is also really good on anthe's part because it is she like locks eyes with him and does the whole oh yeah i know thing or at least (laughs) fakes knowing because it fucks with it like Mm -hmm. she does it on top of the show where like she's totally probably fucking with people but she does it such a way or doesn't do it such a way where like you can't tell 100%. Yeah. And she yeah. does a lot of that, but it's all in the first half. As soon as they go on their epic quest of dirtiness and stuff, like, all that is gone. You know what? Anthe is written like the, um... Okay, just stay with me through this stereotype here. Anthe is written like the, um... Oh, what the hell is his name? The guy that got cut from Lord of the Rings because they put Legolas in his place instead to lead them to Rivendell. Glorfindel. Glorfindel. Yes, thank and you. That was our one. Mm. 
It's literally like oh. what Anthe <laughs> seems like is like the Glorfindel of this story. Once once you get into the metaphysical shit, because she gives no answers whatsoever, and she's just kind of there to lead them on, and has like no character really after that point. She's just kind of like my entire character is being mysterious. I can't yeah, buy I that. I can't buy that. It's not okay. <laughs> I mean, she's always been mysterious, but there's always more to it, and that's what made her interesting. Well, like, Anthe isn't mysterious because she's being mysterious. Anthe is mysterious because she has secrets. Like... That's why her hair is so big. There's a huge difference there. Like, <laughs> you can be mysterious about something, but you're just a... Like, you're putting on a she's performance. human. Whereas Anthe is mysterious because she's genuinely got things to hide. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, it takes away from her human aspects. Yeah. Like, yeah. Without, like, she's still yeah, very human. Without there being something behind the mysteriousness, it's just kind of obfuscation. It's cheap. Yeah. Anyway. It's like a cheap magician doing card tricks. Like. Yes. It doesn't, doesn't mean anything. Like. In a way, I think I believe Auntie is the most human out of the cast. Do you mm -hmm. remember um that uh, essay? Was it by Azusa? What was that mm. her name? Yeah, Azusa About, uh, Azusa Carino or something. Auntie yeah. is viewer's mirror. Yeah, Auntie. I think she said that Auntie was pretty much like a kind of like a human, put in like a shoujo manga, and expected to act along with everything. I thought that was pretty like I thought that was pretty spot on actually. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm. So wait, what were we going on? We got, uh, we were there trying was to get a tangent there. We we were yeah. trying to give good things about the story, and then we just slipped into. Oh that. My God. <laughs> what the fuck? What's up? What happened? What's up? Vana just started laughing, and I don't know why. Um, what I happened? I accidentally made a very bad pun. Oh. Oh do, boy. Do we what did you do? Bad pun. Yes. Oh, good. Show us. Um, tell us. Well, so when we were rewatching this, okay, I, I guess I guess have to sort of explain it. Um, so we were rewatching the end of the series, and something itched at my head, and it turns out that for the remaster, the you know the shot um, in the end where it's like Anthe and she's a shadow against a red background, taking all these swords, and they're all coming down on her. Yeah, and she's like yeah. crashing. The original version of it is different than what was done in the remaster 10 years ago. In the original, um, the shots are like, like, like warped, narrowed, and made into slivers on the screen. So you never see the whole shot on the whole screen at once. And it's, it's very striking, but it makes it a lot less clear. Like visually, you don't see as much detail. The remasters, it just covers the frame and it's played, you know, straight across and you see the whole thing played that way. And I just noticed that. So I made like a little like side-by-side -side video that I just posted on Twitter showing them. And like in my narration at the bottom, um, I, I pause it because my theory is that this is, this was done this way because they might not have been able to get away with airing those shots without sort of minimizing them literally in this case on network television because the moment they were given the opportunity they blew them up to full size and my my theory was that this was an edit for network television after all they are striking 
Oh, fuck oh you. Oh my god. Fuck I hate you. do that on purpose. <laughs> that was, I did not do that on purpose at all. I Someone in the Discord saw it and was like, fuck you, and I'm like, oh. Oh. Well. <laughs> so that's my... Sorry. Now you know our deep secret. Now you know our, our deepest secret. A lot of the edgiest shit that we say is completely <laughs> by accident. That was, that was not how I planned that. I yep. figured that out after talking to you guys like twice. <laughs> so yeah, that, that happened. Sorry, I'm sorry. You, I didn't mean to shit on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We've been doing enough shitting on our own. <laughs> All right, so have we talked about enough good things or are we going to move on to bad things or are we still talking about good things? Because I've run out of good things. I just want to say um, that I hope we don't sound like we're being mean because this is clearly something that somebody put a lot of work into over a really yeah. long period of time. And I respect that even if maybe this isn't quite 100% to my taste. I'm going to go on record as saying that I'm glad they finished it like yes yeah. it is incredible right that this was finished absolutely absolutely yeah, it was like, a very long finishing it was the right decision and i even though i have tons and tons of problems i did enjoy re reading it sometimes I, yeah i just wanted I to break it up a little bit and yeah no it's i don't know when you're criticizing something it's really hard to kind of um be charitable. Keep it in people's minds that you're criticizing it from a place of of um respect and yes yeah and not okay yeah well i mean it's it's kind of hard to be constructive because we're not talking directly to jude but at the same time like i am incredibly glad that it got finished uh i know it meant a lot to a lot of people and i like I said, I, I didn't read it because I wasn't that group. I wasn't the audience for it. And so that's, fine. That's, that's fine. Yeah, like that's where I'm coming from with literally everything I'm saying is I'm not the audience for this. So you have to keep that in mind whenever I open my fat mouth on this because like I'm, I'm <laughs> not the person who should be reading this because I, I anything that for one reduces toga to uh, a like paper cutout of himself is not gonna fly with me like and the whole cast was kind of treated that way again like yeah it was way more obvious in jackamart like in jackamart it was literally nanami is a mean girl because nanami is a mean girl like i said like all of the reasoning for the characters was circular this one i think is a little more frustrating because i can see that jude put a lot of thought into utina's character but then she just kind of left the rest of them as like puppets to move around which does them a disservice and does Jude a disservice, I think. But at the same time, like I said, I, I'm not the audience for this one. I I was never going to be stuck on this kind of story to begin with. So, so take everything I say with a barrel of salt. <laughs> That's just general advice. Well, yeah. 
But I mean, in case they weren't already doing that. <laughs> there, are, there are a few things I actually liked. Um, Alice, did you mention about um there being like, like in Jackamart, the relationship wasn't actually actualized, wasn't it? So like in no, this relationship, it's already, it yeah, in Archimage, it's already passive, which is like, which I think is better for the better. Because we, we um, very rarely get romance stories about relationships after the um, establishment of the relationship. Mm. So I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, uh, that, that is cool. Yeah. Actually, I didn't think of that. But you're right. A lot of romantic stories just basically end they happily the ever after as soon as they get together. Or get the guy. Yeah. Resolved the love triangle, whatever. Yeah. And then just ride off into the sunset. Yeah. <laughs> there were some scenes I liked. Um, There was just like a scene where Juri and Shuri were like they had like this um calligraphy set and they were like writing haikus together. I thought it was very poetic and very sad. Very very pretty. Have you seen that scene before, Alice? Which one? Where they were doing that hi where they were doing that haiku together, um Juri and Shuri. I don't mm -hmm. think I read far enough for that, so it must be in the later time. I don't remember I don't remember it well very well. Fair enough. But it was a very pretty scene. I didn't understand what it meant there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was a scene, um, do you remember that scene when Juri was about to go to Kozoe? They were about uh, to duel? Alice? It, mm, do Alice? I remember it? Do you remember it? Like, Juri is about to challenge Kozoe and... Yeah, I do They had like, and they had like a rehash of, um, do you remember in the, like, episode, what was it? 38, 37? Utsuna has, Utsuna meets with, um... Did you have like this um badminton session with Nanami and Juri? Oh yeah. The whole parallel thing. Juri has the same thing with um Sionji, Miki, and Nanami. So I thought that was pretty cool. That's neat. Yeah. The whole uh, how do you call that scene? Loving like. I think uh, Alice referred to it as the calm before the storm. The badminton. Ah, I like that. Yes. Yeah. It's well, kind of the last way station. And... We just always called it the badminton scene. <laughs> well, well I mean, they're playing badminton. Maybe. <laughs> Fonda says the last save point. <laughs> <laughs> She's right. You know that super dubious one that you're like, God, why is it's yep. yeah, yeah, dubious save oh, point. Like the um, when you're at the gates of Denerim, what was it, Denerim, and you're about to fight the Arc Demon? Yes. And you need, you, need, you need to select all your allies. I bought Zevra and Morgan and, um, what was it? Le not Liliana. Win, whatever. Um, I always brought I Alistair see. because he's my baby. <laughs> I always brought Liliana because I always inevitably did the romance thing with Liliana. I do get this Aww. reference. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well. Good things about Archimage. Um, hmm. You know, to be honest, I liked the idea of Otori following them around the world. I really liked that specific idea. Like, yeah, it was the, whole, the whole, hmm. like, the tower showing up in odd places and the cars showing up out of nowhere and that kind of thing. Like, that's... If they were trying to go for... Utena being mentally maybe not so stable, 
then I would have liked that even more. But they kind of like allude to Utena being not mentally stable and then just kind of like sweep that away and go, oh, but she's all better now, which... Yeah. Eh. But yeah. I really did like that idea of Otori showing up in all of the cities that they're in and like following them, haunting them. I think that could have been a really good set for something where Utena was unstable afterwards, like where if she was mentally affected by what happened to her, because that would be genuinely horrifying, to be honest. Like You know, I'd really like to see that idea itself and without the rest, but just that idea be a story. Yeah. Yeah, like I feel like hmm. that could have stood on its own, really. Like it's just a really neat, uh, like, I don't know. It's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, that's a fantastic. Like, it just, it's it's chilling. It freaks you out. It makes for a really, it feels very, like, like you can see it. Like, you can see yeah. Utena having this moment where she looks off into the distance and the tower is just there. And it's like, holy shit. Like, if you saw that in, like, an, a post-series Utena movie, like, that would be, like, really dope. Yeah. Or imagine how, like, there's a scene in there where she's just walking along, and it's just normal, every day, and then she hears the revving of the car. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that where she starts running, and she, like, runs all the way home or something like that? Yes, I yeah. fucking loved that. That was so good. That was like, good. That was God, good freaked me out like i i know exactly what like. so basically basically what we're saying is um this should have been a horror story yes would have been that better honestly be cool. that would be really cool but uh yeah so i liked that um i liked nanami the cat Nanami the kitten and Nanami <laughs> meeting Nanami the kitten and Toga seeing the, like everything to do with Nanami the kitten was good. That's Literally everything funny. to do with that was excellent. Best um, character. Yeah. There was a, hmm? another scene. I think um so they had like a bunch of OCs right and they were like the student council. Mhm. Mm and they were all playing a card game. Do you remember that scene in the series when they were playing a card game? Oh, oh yeah, Giovanna is making, making her. Yeah, yeah, we're we're probably gonna start selling the decks soon here. Hell yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Definitely have to yeah. Oh my remember? god, big big ad, big ad. If you want to own a deck of cards <laughs> like the ones that they use in the series, uh, Vana and I will be selling them. Um, so check them out. Uh, we've tweeted quite a few times about them. There will be there will be a store link on Empty Movement for these card decks. So, uh, and it's not. We figured out it's not going to be an order thing where we like order a whole bunch at once and then send them out to people. Probably not. So. Oh yeah. There will be a way to there. There will be a way to acquire. <laughs> There, you you will be able to acquire those cards anyway. So they were the game that they were playing was Old Maid, I think. Yes. <laughs> so like during that um scene in the fic, um they realized that the cards were not quite right. So they had like tower cards in there, and they had like 
and at the end the dealer won in the end and i thought that was very um it was a very subtle scene because it it's it basically meant to me it basically meant to me that um they know the rules are corrupt and that everything is falling apart but they're still using those rules they're still using those tools and i thought yeah. that was very um yeah i just really liked that I didn't get as far as that scene, but your description of it is really cool. I should probably, I should probably keep reading. Uh, uh, I don't Let's know. move on to things we didn't like because I need to get this out. That animal shape shifting scene. <laughs> animal no. scene. The whole scene. Just no. Um... Just no. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry what was the point of that scene though i don't i don't understand you know what i'm guessing it is a literary reference of some sort but clearly it is a reference to the incredible animated movie hercules and xena battle for mount olympus (laughs) the scene Uh, in which all of the cast is turned into various animals there could be no other reference that this is making (laughs) But, but if you're going to base a whole scene around any kind of reference, it's got to be one that your audience is going to either know or easily be able to find out. Just, you can't just, uh, uh. Also, it's there were so references necessary. to the wild hunt in there. And why would you put references to the wild hunt in there? Like, like, uh, uh, it's just the mythology is so jumbled and that's where it comes out the most. Like... And I'm not even saying, like, stick to one mythology, but make some effort to integrate them at least. Like, don't just reference the wild hunt and leave it hanging there. And there's this whole thing, like, one of the things about that scene that stuck out to me was um, Jury hears, like, a horn call and immediately suddenly is like, oh, I need to go and follow that in the middle of their quest. And Anthe says something about, no, not yet, maybe not ever and jury settles down and keeps going and that just goes nowhere why the fuck would you do that why that's just literally there to make jury more special i'm sorry thanks but no <laughs> like eh, if that went somewhere cool if that meant something cool but it didn't so so that whole that whole sequence just like bug the shit out of me i was not i was not phased by the duelists falling into the earth and coming back with wounds and all that kind of thing in that section of the hell journey and i was not phased although i was kind of like uh eye roll ish about the whole section where they were walking under the lake and they were all in different costumes because i recognized kenshin's costume in there you bitch i saw that those were all anime (laughs) references Every single one of those costumes was an anime reference, and that's just fan service. But okay, I'm okay with that. But that's how it but be that sometimes. Anim- I'm sorry. I said that's how it be sometimes. Yeah, I mean it's an- it's anime fanfic, so I can't get mad at it for referencing other anime, but I can and will get mad at it for doing inexplicable stupid shit with animals and not making it go anywhere and having it completely unconnected from the rest of everything i don't know Ooh, alice what, what did you think about this alice Sen, what did you think about that scene like are, were you as mad about it as i was or are you am i overreacting i don't think i've I ever mean, i don't think i can be as mad about anything it just broke the tone honestly 
Like, I don't know. There was a turn she was... had, like... Yeah. Like, <laughs> was... Like, she, um... I thought it was, like, a comedy scene, actually. I thought it was, like, oh, are we going for comedy now? Okay. I thought we were going to kill Akio. I guess we have to do funny shit now. Uh, okay. It was just... It didn't make me mad. It just, like, I didn't have any reaction. Because it was just kind of felt too superfluous to have action to have a reaction honestly like it just kind of felt like it was there because you had a good a cool idea that you really liked but couldn't actually connect it so you put it in anyway and just assumed that it would work yeah that's the part that that makes me mad though <laughs> i mean like i guess we're seeing the same things it's just like i'm reacting more strongly to it yeah um, i mean I've, I, like it was, I guess, what did make me mad because I've seen so many things where people do that is so much worse. Yeah, yeah. That I just like am kind of jaded about it. Yeah. But, Fair yeah, enough. It's not great. You're pretty much right. I think that Akimage, like, at least can have fun with itself. It had a lot of like funny moments. I mean, I couldn't see that in Jackamo. Jackamo was like miserable. It was so... <laughs> did, did anyone else feel that way? <laughs> Jackamart was trying to be epic through all the way through. It really was. Like, and so, hmm. I'll make a, a Lord of the Rings comparison again here. Like, Lord of the Rings does not have that many funny, funny moments in it. Um, most of it takes this very serious tone. And, um,. I think that people kind of feel like you have to be that way to write an epic story that you that you like can't have funny moments in an epic story. So I think that's kind of where that came from with Jack from art. Um, uh, fair enough. To be honest with Archimage, <laughs> um, this is so not my kind of story that I couldn't tell when it was trying to be funny. <laughs> what? I thought the um the Nami meet Nami was a funny moment. Well, yeah, that okay, funny. that one I got. But <laughs> the animal the scene was that, funny. The fact that you're saying the animal scene was supposed to be funny just like that flew right over my head. I didn't realize that was supposed to be funny. Yeah, I I, I caught it. I just wasn't super amused. Fans yeah, of us for the furries. <laughs> I'm I'm so not I'm so not the audience for for this kind of story so I I didn't I didn't catch that one. Um. Oh, the Utina scenes in the hospital, like I like I said yeah. before, I think those dragged on a little bit too long. I was not um, a fan. Again, like that stuff that would have worked well in a horror story, like. Why didn't you just take the Utina scenes in the hospital and slap them together with the the her getting out and seeing Otori everywhere and make a horror story out of those? Like that would be banging. God, but... you're gonna be wanting to write that now. Do it. Hmm. Do it. Hell it. no. Rip this idea. Awesome, just, just fucking steal the idea. Just take it. A story that is like, look. The only reason I ever wrote Utina fanfic is because I was contractually obligated. It's like, true. there's no way in hell I, I would write fic for a 20-year-old fandom where everyone knows it way better than me. No! That'd be like no, running no, into no, a no, mind. No, 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 no. no, you can't think that way about it. You can't. 
You can't think it. It's not everyone knows it better than you. It's everybody has their own ideas about what's going on. And those ideas are so, so personally influenced. Like, it's it's not like we just watched today. Like, we just watched the ending with somebody for the first time. They'd never seen it before. Zirka we don't want to impress it. our ideas on this person. We can give them our ideas, but mm-hmm. but we want to hear what they have to say because everybody comes at it from a different perspective. Everybody's perspective is valuable. Don't ever think of it as as everybody knows it better than you. We don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, so, I, mean I guess that's kind of fair. Like, I remember I I, I really started slowing down like earlier. Like, I think like kind of like last year it was mostly because i i had just not i kind of fallen out of the conventions like the conversation and the conventions and what people were kind of doing it just i had no idea mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is by the way i think in fan fiction like fan fiction has this weird thing where like con- con- the convention of the scene is a way bigger deal than it is for like than it has been for literature and well, I can't say that's been my experience with the Utena fandom because, well, the Utena fandom is kind of maverick in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I think fanfic <laughs> is one of them. Yeah, no, it is. It really is. It doesn't It doesn't do things like other fandoms do. It just. I'm a weirdo. What the hell am I I don't belong here. About that song. I don't want to ever think about him again. <laughs> Everyone's thinking in the head. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Hell is other people. Uh, so Vana Vana pokes her head in to say, um, "It's not that we're creeps. It's just that you have to have a very high IQ to understand." We did this high. last episode. <laughs> we're gonna do it every single episode for the rest of the show. Rick and Morty. I have no context. She does not know anything about Rick and Morty, so she just she just uses the quote over and over. (laughs) (laughs) But but no, like um, as far as fanfic conventions go, most of the time when I'm talking about fanfic conventions, it's literally this is the atmosphere things were coming from. But people have always been pretty much free to write whatever they wanted to write and. Um, like not necessarily have to follow any structure because at the same time that Archimage was being written and that Jackamart was being written there was there were also people doing like little drabbles that had nothing to do with the the sequential aspect of the series or short stories that were literally just two characters interacting with each other or like so it's never it's never been a question of convention so much in the Utena fandom as it has been how much effort you put into it, which I I kind of like that because it's it's clear that Jude and that Harnum put in a lot of effort for these stories, and I do like that that's rewarded by yeah, like, so much veneration from the fandom. We can we can say a lot of things about Archimage. I don't think that this. There was no effort here as one of them. Certainly. Yeah, no, these are these are big in terms of effort, and that's that's what I find gets rewarded. Like even if the story is not very good, 
if somebody's putting a lot of effort into it, then people respond to it. Um, and I'm not saying that about either of these two, because for all of the criticisms that I have about them, they're not that bad. They're not that bad of stories. They're just not for me. Sure. Um, I've definitely read worse. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a there's another couple of long running fanfics that I'm thinking of here, and I'm not going to name them because that would be mean. Uh -huh. But uh, they do have followings when they really shouldn't because they're bad. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so um, we have talked a lot about Archimage, and I think that we need to also remember that on this list is in our uh, conversation topics document there is observatory of forbidden pleasures Woo! and we're already at an hour and a half so yeah yeah so i'm just gonna say here tell me this, about the observatory this is a more defining fanfic than either archimage or jackamart Fucking fight me. Translated the fucking Russian. Yeah. The the Russian <laughs> fandom translated this so that they could read it. Okay. Like you have to tell us what it is. No. Yes, I have read it. She's like, no. You can't just say that. You have to tell us what it is. Yeah. <laughs> tell us. Tell us. Tell us. You don't have to go into detail. Okay, um, uh, Vaughn is reminding me that the disclaimer in front of it says that it is a lemon made of pure yo-eye. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Can um, someone tell me how that's actually supposed to be said? Yaoi. Is it yo-eye or is it yaoi? It's yaoi. It's, um, in Japanese when you're pronouncing things, you're always pronouncing the vowels kind of separately. So if you see AOI, you're saying AOI. So, and you just kind of like slide those together. Yahweh. That's odd. Yahweh. <laughs> no, no, too much way. Yahoe. Listen, I am a poor Southern woman. I can't do this. <laughs> I can't say anything right. That's fine. No, it's at any rate, this one is not. Yaoi, it is yo-ai. Which means? It means that oh. somebody misspelled yo-ai. Okay. <laughs> I was just making sure because that's what I thought you meant. Oh, yeah. No, no. It is that is... one sympathy for the devil? Yo-ai? Observatory. I don't know. Go go to the Wayback. Go, go see if Wayback can summon up sympathy for the devil. Sympathy for the Devil was the other Akio fan site. There was mm. another at some point. Mm. It, there was, it was much less critical. Yeah, I can imagine. It's literally in the title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At any rate, okay, back to the Observatory. So I think the only copy we've been able to find of the Observatory of Forbidden Pleasures is the copy that was MST'd and done as like an MST3K style um, takedown on the Satellite of Revolution, which had a whole bunch of stories that were taken down this way. Incredible. And the, 
the conceit of this was that somehow the Utna cast had made it to the satellite. And I've actually never watched MST3K. I don't know anything about it. Nothing. Um, so all I really know is that there's a big satellite in the sky and people are forced to watch horrible things. And I, <laughs> I'm not really sure why. Does anybody know anything about this? Because I, I hear it's a it, big yeah, thing. It, yeah, MST, like, the whole the conceit is that they're all stuck up in this, like, they're they're all stuck in this facility and they're just, like, watching movies and not really much else to do. And they're stuck there forever. And it's it's all, like, old, 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 old sci-fi. And it's always, like, the weirdest ones. And they just, like, the little shadows in the bottom of the screen making fun of the movie as it goes. Okay, so somebody decided that the Utina cast was going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a thought. Also, is... can I just, like, can I just, can we just talk about the fact that there's, like, in the text of the thing, there are multiple warnings where the story just stops and be like, warning. And then they talk a little bit more. And then the fan fiction you're about to read is a work of pure UI. And then they, like, try to talk about it. Like, what does that mean? That's not what it's supposed to be. And then reader discretion is strongly advised. They didn't have trigger warnings and stuff like this back then. Yeah. Please continue here. You know what? You might as well just sit in on this. Like, just just fucking come and sit down. Yeah. Okay, Vana is our special guest star. Hey, Vana. Hey, baby. (laughs) Surprise! Hey. It was me, We summoned her. <laughs> yep. I With was... pure yo eye. No, I, I was alerted by the mistaken telling this is an observatory. Hey, hey, Panda. Hey, Panda. What's up? It was her. Geo. Oh, fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> you need to leave this podcast. I don't get this joke. Tell me the joke. It's of a, all my, of there, all my story moments, this is the best. There's, okay, so JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which I assume neither of you have seen. Um, yes. There is a meme from that show where it's, the, the meme format is, you <laughs> you thought this was this, but it was me, Dio. Oh, oh I've seen that. Oh, okay. yeah. Dio is um, voice acted by the same voice actor as Togo, I believe. Yeah, Togo, you're really like, kidding. Yeah. smoking. Yeah. God, that's perfect. Uh, that's so fucking perfect. <laughs> Wait, let me get a picture. Koyasu is super hot. Uh, I love him. Dio uh, would be uh, a Giovanna type. Uh, no, he's he's really more my type, but... Uh, Dio? Well, Dio, no. Takahiro Koyasu? No, that she's talking about Dio. I was talking oh, okay. about Dio. Well, Takahiro Koyasu is more my type. But I don't know anything about Dio. I can't remember what he looks like right now. Somebody oh, find I a think picture. he's got a hat and he's blonde. He is blonde. <laughs> See, he sometimes has a hat. Is he, the, he, is is he a, a vampire? He, he becomes he a, a vampire, vampire later. Yes. And he, and he does this whole like screaming I'm Dio thing. Yeah. He's Imagine awful. Imagine Akio was more cartoonish. Yeah, look in the chat. You, you can keep... probably see why I would like Takahiro yes. Koyasu. Oh gosh. <laughs> this looks like if Togo was in a boy band. Yeah, yep. d- yeah. Don't worry, he took good advantage of that during his. Oh uh, yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have time. ever heard of Vice Kreuz. Oh god. Ugh. Oh. There's Dio. 
Okay, that's not hot. I mean, he I didn't like say he was hot. On his forehead. Is that a... Some people think he's hot. No. Two out of ten. He looks like he has a hernia on he's, his forehead. He's got a lot of <laughs> charisma. <laughs> it's really hard to judge Dio from, like, a picture because it's really all about the charisma. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But look at that forehead. Like, in, like, the first season of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, he, like, he, like, beats up this guy and then kisses his wife and is like, ha ha ha! <laughs> just, like, for no reason, just because he wants to be a dick. Like, there's no reason to be mean to this other dude. And he's just like, yeah, he does shit like that. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> I don't know how to describe the picture we're looking at, so I'm not going to. Sorry, audio mouth, medium it is, listeners. It is two mouths full of Pocky having a Pocky mouth fight. This It, it is kind of Homeric, honestly. Mood. Anyway. Also, I'm, read, also, I'm reading. Okay, so I'm reading through and, like, apparently Toga is sickened by the homosex he is yeah, witnessing. So, so the, yes, so the deceit that they use to MST3K this, epi- the, this, this fic is basically includes the premise that Akio, Toga, Juri, and Utena are sitting in a room reading this fic or watching this fic or whatever. Yeah, sure. like, I think it's so, supposed to be a movie, quote-unquote movie. Yeah, and the... the if you end up reading it, like, cover to cover, it is kind of interesting because that will give you a very good idea of, like, what the dominant attitudes about the characters were at the time. Yeah. Including, like, in this MST3K, we're not even talking about the fic, um, Akio is flirting back and forth with Utena. <laughs> that's a thing that was played for laughs mm. at the time. Ooh. So. Don't like that. that, though... The actual fic Observatory of Forbidden Pleasures is basically an absolutely poorly done BDSM scene. Okay. The, the parties of which I think are probably evident in the title. Okay. So, I really wish I could read some of the... Hmm? I really wish I could read some of the lines. You can do it! You can do it! There's none you can read. You know what? You know what? Like, Panda, you can just leave them. Just bleep them and let people wonder. Okay, look, here's the thing. Hey, hey, hold on, hold on. Okay, here's the thing. Listeners, what you are not going to hear is whatever Alice is about to read to us because I am going to bleep it out. I'm sorry if you want to check this out for yourself, you can, but I'm not going to have it on my podcast. I do, however, want Alice to read it to all of us on this call right now. Do it! Do it! Okay. Why does the fig specify that Toga's nipples are tiny? Did you get to the part where they say that Toga's ass is apple shaped? Yo, do y'all, get, do y'all know the meme where it's like, ooh, ooh, what is this? Like, that literally happens in the story. That's getting bleeped out. So. I guess you all can see why I'm saying this is a much more defining fanfic yeah, of, of Utena. This, this, this fic is like, quotes from this fic said in the right room, which is to say pretty much any room any group of fans are in, will get a rise out of at least one of them, if not all. Yep. Um, yep. <laughs> I like the parachute. 
The parachute is nice. The parachute is good. The, the cat of 69 tails is funny. The cat, yes. The cat of that, 69 tails. <laughs> this person's understanding of BDSM was like only marginally better than uh, their understanding of Fifty Shades. This is so much. <laughs> okay, so I I do have some actual like questions about this. Okay. Like not this yeah. specifically, I guess, more about your uh, statement about this being indicative of the culture surrounding the fandom and fanfic at the time was like are are you saying that like this is the kind of stuff that was like commonplace and popular or um not exactly like more what we're saying is that the the MST3K parts like yeah because the the story is uh stop and go between reading the story and the characters reacting sure. to the story okay. that's being written so when the characters are reacting to the story that really much more reflects the attitudes of the fandom at the time especially especially when um at one point literally um toga denies that he ever had sex with akio then akio like covers utina's ears or something yeah and like <laughs> is like no but we had sex and you had fun right and toga's like yeah but don't tell her yeah that that's a joke in the yeah <laughs> okay yeah so <laughs> So is it, there's also a joke I think at one point Akio makes about Toga choking on um, a member in the fic, and he's like, you're losing it, Kiryu, which is after they describe that member. Oh. It was as doesn't long as one line. Doesn't Anki serve sausages like at the end of the fic? At the end of the like MST. That, yeah. Yeah. That's a little on the nose. Yeah. It was <laughs> Real subtle. But at any rate, when, I, when we say that um, it's indicative of the um, attitudes of the time, we're not so much talking about the horrible BDSM part. We're more talking about the, the MST3K part. Okay, um, I like The, I the get premise you. of it is like um, Mikage has them trapped on this on this satellite or whatever. Okay. And a running joke in it is that Mikage keeps calling Akio on him being a figment of his imagination. Like, well, this is your fault. I'm just something you made up and that was a very popular reading back then that mikage literally did not exist as a character and was entirely fabricated by akio okay by i kind of like that not like the theory mm. but just this concept of like using oh, yeah. that reading for that character interaction yeah no there's there's definitely some good readings that have kind of fallen by the wayside um and i'd like to see that come back to be honest the the mikage being a complete figment I, I'd like to see that come back, but um, but as far as the the fic itself goes, like not the MST3K parts. As far as the fic itself goes, it's really not um, uh, just just. Uh. There were a lot of lemons back then. And, there were, yeah. And none of those lemons, especially concerned with issues like their ages or anything. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, such is the uh, ways in uh, the early well, days of internet. Pretty much. To be honest, like, um, very early. to be honest, I don't get the sense that anybody was fetishizing younger people back then. I really don't. Um, most of the time, the fandom has kind of acted towards the cast as if they are 
in college. Yeah, no, honest. no, no. I yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um, I'm so just I'm gonna just saying, like it's not a lowly thing. Yeah, I and I I, I didn't that entire where it's the first year of college. I didn't take it as a a lolly thing either. But um, yeah. Alice posted in the Discord chat, this story actually cured me of every kink I ever had. My girlfriend will be distraught. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there a reference to Saddam Hussein from South Park in this fucking story? Oh, yeah. Togi wears Hanes. Yeah. Togi wears Hanes. Yep. Oh. He's a boxer. Get it? Like Are in the episode where he boxes the kangaroo? Yes. This is the yeah. worst thing I've ever read. I've never been in my. Can you see why it got translated into Russian? What? Yes. Just how bad it was. Important I question. What did? Important question. What did the <clears throat> Russians think about it? Yes, they only that. translated it for the purpose of like reading it as part of like um a this is the worst of the worst. Can you read this with a straight face thing? So. That this would be great in Russian. Well, I threatened that we should do like a merry-go-round it. So like each we one of us starts reading it and the moment we put it down, the next person has to take over and around and around again. That would be That, that sounds be like something for RoseCon 2020. Hell yeah. Mm. Yes. Yes. 2020. That would be fun. That would be a lot of fun. Um, we could make it into a drinking game somehow. Oh god, no. <laughs> We would all die. We would. The game is that we do it while we're drinking. <laughs> Every time you break down uh, laughing, you have to take a shot. That was actually going to be my rule that I was thinking when I suggested it be a drinking game is like once you break down laughing, you have to take a shot. Oh, uh, Sen just posted a link no, no, in the Discord chat no, for that, that thing yeah, already an Utena drinking game. Oh, did I tell you? Did I tell you trips. my idea for Odafest? We were going to have a drinking huh? game at Odafest. And um, what kind of drinking game we could have for the movie? Because, like, drinks drink every time something weird and surreal happens really doesn't work True. for the movie. <laughs> really, really doesn't work. So actually, when we were when we were talking about it, eventually I came to the idea that it should be the fabulous hair drinking game. So whenever you <laughs> saw fabulous hair on screen, then you would take a drink. You could always play the mustache game. The witch game? No, the mustache game. It's where you take a fake mustache and you stick it on your TV and every time it lands on somebody's face, you take a drink. Oh, nice! I've never heard of that. Oh, I've, my God. I've done that with a couple of TV shows and movies, and it's pretty fun. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. But, yeah, um, Utena drinking games are more likely to land you in the hospital than anything else. <laughs> land you in a coffin. Yeah. <laughs> nice. But we're already in our coffins. We are all in our coffins. So, um... The observatory, the observatory of Okay, I have to talk about the parachute. You can bleep this entire part, but I gotta talk about <laughs> oh, the parachute. Oh, no. Alice, Alice. Talk about the parachute. Talk, read, read some of the parachute <laughs> stuff. Alice, please. <clears throat> I'm not sure that I can, even if I do. <laughs> I have moral and ethical objection. <laughs> you can do it. I believe in you. I believe you can compromise your morals this much. <laughs> <clears throat> so... This is very, it is very, God, I, I, what the hell? 
out with it, woman. You're going to need to bleep so much of this, but honestly, I think people will be entertained by just all the shit around it. I am not, I'm not keeping any of this in. All of this is going. Uh, I, I, do you remember, like, I, I swear this, I don't know if it was in a- in This a, in thing a, is so bad, it could literally hmm. buy itself to cure sex addiction. <laughs> no, we, there was a conversation about this fic where someone was like, fine, if you can't, if you don't like how this was written, you do better. Insofar as you write a believable BDSM scene with Akio and Tarnet, it was just like radio silence Fred died. <laughs> nobody answered. That was, that was a... From was that the like, oh, It would be yeah. very easy. You challenged me. I would have answered. Yep. answered yeah, no. Yeah, Wait. Hmm? Was that the offer? Was that the offer who challenged people? I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. I think it was just someone like kind of defending them because we bagged on it so hard. Like, fine, if you think this one's so bad, you write a BDSM fic with Akio and Togo. We're like, look. Is, is that <laughs> really the hill to go die on? Them <laughs> fucking holding hands would be better than this. <laughs> but as seriously, as seriously, no though, died. that would never happen. Because no, IRG would have been like, oh, you challenged me, did you? Me and the would have been like, I got this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, the thread died on because it was AFU, because AFU was uptight bullshit. And nobody wanted to write this. Yeah, no. Nobody <laughs> wanted to write this. That uh, said, uh, jury BDSM fix were a thing. Mm, I can see mm, that. I can 100% see that. I yeah. even know what I would write if I were right one. Is she the top or the bottom? She's the bottom. Yeah, I know. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Everybody Six knows. Seven. Bottom. According to the early internet fandom, she was the top. But the early It's very predictable of early internet fandom to assume that Jury is a top, but we know better. <laughs> I think like so, I think that's why the whole step on me jury thing, like when we're school is so funny. People will be like, step on me, jury. <laughs> Like, well, because the I mean, premise that Jury would do that is so completely ridiculous that it's funny. Like, she ain't gonna step on shit. She'll run screaming. And it'll be funny. She, she wants to be stepped on. She totally wants to be snapped on. She is there to be stepped on. She wants Jury to step on her. Yeah. It's true. true. It is true. <sighs> okay. I have a question, as, though. As far as this fic goes, do we have any more clarifications or questions that need to be answered about this horrible horrible thing yeah i do um yeah do you think the mst adds to experience mst the whole commentary thing i definitely wouldn't even like give this a second glance without it <laughs> <laughs> like i Honestly, just would be like oh this okay. is a thing that exists and i'm gonna move on with my life yeah, this pretty is much. The only way you could possibly read two Akios and two Togas written out of character. Yeah. In one document. <laughs> four. Four of them. Yes. Oh. This is four Sweet. terrible renditions of these characters. So, yeah, the, the MST, definitely. Definitely. Um, and as an artifact of old fandom, yes, this is definitely. Um, More Lisa. It, no, I'm not gonna say Mona Lisa. Uh, oh, it's really, uh, what's, that, what's that one guy that always the the 
pictures of like many little peasants and they're all doing stupid shit like one of them is getting raped <laughs> and the other one is shitting yes both oh shit yeah Bosch. game of thrones i'm just kidding ah, got him <laughs> but yeah no um this is really more like the Bosch paintings of the fandom <laughs> i can definitely see that yeah. I don't think our fandom has a Mona Lisa. No. Actually, no, the fandom <coughs> does have a Mona Lisa, I think. Oh, yeah? Is it Depends of the World? Oh, yeah, the picture of Ikuhara dressed like Sailor Mars is definitely the Mona Lisa. See, 100%. I was going to say it's Miss Otori. No. That's only funny to me. <laughs> I think Nobody else likes that joke. Oh. You and Alice liked it, so... I thought it was great. All right. I so, don't think the implications so, are very comfortable. This fic is amazing, and nobody should ever read it. Everyone should this, read it. Honestly, you know what? This fic should be sealed into a stone box like the you Ark of the Covenant and <laughs> and just launched into the sun. Honestly, everyone, this is a great fic to read if you're not sure if you're into med. <laughs> Because you will never be after this. This is like, this is a fake to determine whether or not you are into sex at all. <laughs> because if you if you like this, there's something wrong with you. I'm pretty sure that this story actually maybe attracted ever again. Yeah. If you can get through this and still be like, oh shit, we forgot about. Midnight colored penis. Oh yes, it's midnight colored penis. No! <laughs> oh, ew. oh God, no. This no. <laughs> clearly was written by someone who has never seen penises, BDSM gear, or a planetarium. Or SKU for that matter. Or SKU. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this is truly, truly the defining fic of the fandom. Much like Tralala yeah. is the defining ambient fandom. <laughs> That's like why I, I, I'm like, I think Tralala is like the Ujina fandom, and then that Angel music video for for Evangelion. That's Evangelion. Yeah. That's like the two. Fa That's the two fandoms. Mm -hmm. Angry, you know, screaming. German metalcore and you know a very gay frolic. <laughs> very gay and frolicsome is definitely how I would describe the Utina fandom. Extremely gay and frolicsome. We are gay and frolicsome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we yeah. have to wrap this up somehow. I have to uh, cut all that out. So Sorry. I do no. have to cut all that out. That's gonna be like ten minutes of content just gone. No. You should hey, you should get you should give that content as a Patreon room. I don't know if I want to. Hi Sam. Slut. Slutty cat. Hi, handsome. Handsome. Hi, Sam. Oh, are you gonna give him mortadella? No? He thinks you are. I think I'm just gonna get that clip of Sam yelling and use that as the <laughs> censor. Just refill the whole ten minutes within three. Hey, oh, oh, bring him over.
over to the mic here and bring a piece of mortadelle and hold it and, <laughs> and you can get some good meows out of him to, to cover that with no i'm serious we'll do this she's going to get the mortadella right now okay oh 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 we got a an avalanche happening here sam yeah, just put him on the couch here it's close enough hey sam Oh, he's purring now, so he's Aww. like... Hello. <coughs> Sam, why is this slutty? <laughs> oh, that was the best one because it had a little bit of purr in it. I love him. Okay, you should give him a little bit now. Okay. She's been just taunting He's him. He's done a good job. He did. He was good. What a good boy. Okay, now that we have devolved into cat talk, let's yes. wrap up the episode. All right. If so, you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at Utsunacast. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Mpandanata. Alice, unmute your mic so you can tell people where they can follow you on Twitter. They can follow me at Wirewolf, which is L-Y-R-E-W. If you want to find Yasha on the internet, there's plenty of places that you can do it, and she's not going <laughs> to list the whole thing out, so just... My tentacles are everywhere. Go, like <laughs> go to otori.nu and you'll find all the information you ever needed about Yasha. Sin, yeah. do you have anywhere on the internet that you would like to uh, that you would like to promote in this space? Um, I'm mostly on the Discord, which I think if you just ask us on Tumblr, empty movement Tumblr, we could you actually probably get that for you. But um, yeah, Tumblr, Twitter, a... whatever, anywhere. If you see us anywhere on the internet, you can email us. You can whatever. Um, the Discord is invite only for capital R reasons, but we give invites out to anybody who asks. Oh, but I have a Tumblr. Uh, Feministarchio.tumblr.com I forgot about this and now I remember. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. We are a Patreon-supported podcast. You can find the link to that pretty much anywhere that you can find us on the internet. If you would like to come on the show and end up devolving into a tangent where we talk about your cat after, uh, this is going to be about five hours of raw unedited audio, including the other recording we did earlier <laughs> this week, but, uh. That's what you get for having us guest on. Like, it's true. Um, then? Nah, no. Yeah. That was never going to I brought well. this upon myself. <laughs> but you can email us at imagineandutsna at gmail.com or you can reach out to us on Twitter or you can uh, send us a message on Tumblr that hasn't been updated in a while, but that's imagineandutsna.tumblr.com. And um, that's all of our plugs, I believe. Revolutionize the world, everybody. See you later. Yes. Bye. Bye.
Sen. Oh, ah, shit! <laughs> shit, 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 shit. 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 Shit.